We all have to transition in life. But forgiveness, forgiveness, that's the biggest thing. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. We can forgive other people quicker than we can forgive ourselves. I think it's just the way the world is set up. You know, like society has a way of just beating us down and making us want to compare ourselves with other people and not showing us that we all were given a purpose. Before we came out of our mother, we had a purpose. Well, hello, hello there, Break Table fam. Welcome to another episode of The Break Table. I'm your host, Dr. Nitha, and this is your oasis, your destination to be all things just a little bit more brave. Brave in your actions, in your relationships, and in your life. And today, I have a very, very special guest. In this episode, we go into the trials and tribulations that we go through in our human experience. And sometimes our childhood traumas have the most incredible capacity to shift us forward. And it can also leave us feeling stuck. Now, for my guest today, she not only survived her childhood trauma, but she is a thriver. And as soon as the camera started rolling, Dr. Carrie Carter-Walker commanded complete attention with her powerful story that you are all going to just get so much out of. Escaping an abusive relationship to find her purpose as an educator. Not only that, a real estate investor and now a full-on transformational speaker. Dr. Carrie's story is a testament to the strength of the human spirit. Now, every guest on The Brave Table has honestly some sort of a story of resilience, but this one is a beacon of hope for anyone seeking to press in and overcome sometimes the tragedies and adversities that may be small, maybe big, maybe buried in our past to fully step into their purpose and live life with some boldness. Now, in this episode, we do get into trigger warning, sexual molestation, and the lasting impact of childhood trauma into adulthood. We dive into the chronic suicidal ideation and finding forgiveness to improve your relationship with yourself and the profound impact on motherhood on Dr. Carey's life and what it can mean and so much more. Now, a little bit about Dr. Carrie. She was born and raised in Cuero, Texas, and her childhood and life experiences taught her that no matter what obstacles you come across, it does not dictate your future. She's a strong believer that God gives everybody talents and it's up to them to fully fulfill on a specific mission and purpose. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Carrie Walker to The Brave Table. Dr. Carrie. Oh, thank you for having me today on The Brave Table. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to dive into your story because it is one of transition and you've been through many different seasons. So I kind of want to just start at the origin story Mm -hmm. of Dr. Carrie. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. We're going to go there. Yes, we're going there already. Ah, That's why it's called the Brave Table. So you mind if I just kind of share just a little snippet or as much as I feel I need to? So my name is Dr. Carrie, and I was born in a small little town called Quirrell, Texas. And there was when life started to, you know, start, of course, and trauma came. And I want to share just a little bit about that. So between the ages of six and 10, I was molested. Hmm. 
And what that did for the rest of my life or up until now, I will say at 36 years old, was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of twists and turns. You know, life is a roller coaster. And my identity was taken from me. It was stolen. Mm. And I didn't have anybody that I could talk to about it. Maybe once I got to high school, I could talk to my older sister because she actually experienced the same thing. Oh, she did? Yeah. From the same person? From the same person. Oh, wow. And no one protected us. No one told us this wasn't right. And so... Did anybody else in that current situation know what was going on to protect um, you? My older sister did tell our parents. But again, no protection. I dealt with low self-esteem, loss of identity, and just really no love for myself. Mm-hmm. I always looked in the mirror. I always thought I was either overweight, not pretty enough. And I can say right now, I'm gorgeous. Okay. I love who I am. I love who I've become. But it took me on this journey of having felt relationships, mm-hmm. you know, whether that was friendships or who I was with and always searching for something and not always finding it because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my identity. So... That traumatic experience led to abusive relationships, and that could be, that was physical, that was emotional, that was mental, and all the way up until my marriage. Mm, Wow. All the way up until my marriage where I just didn't know who I was, and I didn't know my calling either and my purpose because of my identity was taken and stolen from me. So it just took me down this dark path to where one day I found myself in my closet. I drove home from my assistant principal job. I had a, you know, reserve parking spot and all the things. I got all the raises and I was doing my thing, but I was lost. I was still confused about who I was and what my purpose was in life. So I remember driving home, got in my garage and I closed the garage and I left the car on. Oh, wow. And I said, no, get up. Like, get out of this car, go get yourself together. And you know how like some women We'll go take a shower. We'll cry so we don't let anybody else see. Yeah. Because now that I understand that crying is healing, right? I can cry in front of my friends and all that, but then I didn't know that. So I cried, let it out, got my clothes together. My husband was in the living room. I think it was watching Empire or something. I don't know. And he was my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went in my closet. But before I went in my closet, I grabbed my 9 millimeter gun. Oh, wow. And I sat down in my closet, closed the door, lights were off, and I pulled the gun up to my head. And before I pulled the trigger, I heard a voice say, I have work to do through you. And it was in that moment, I lowered the gun and I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know my purpose. I don't know my calling. No one cares. No one loves. No one protected me. No one fought for me. No one, no one was there. And even though I had my, my boyfriend, my husband at the time, I didn't even feel confident and comfortable enough to share what I was going through with even him, right? And so from that moment on, I got out of that closet. Lights turned on. Like I, I started fighting for my life. I started listening to different podcasts, right? Shout out to Patrice Washington. I love Patrice Washington. And I heard her story. And I said, if that lady can do it, if she can get off that bathroom floor, why can I not do it? Why can I not fight? So I started listening to better things, started writing my affirmations, started doing gratitude. I started working out even more. And I started reading and learning about who I was and what I was called to do. And it was this progression, Mm -hmm. this progression of 
this is who you're supposed to be and this is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So now I can reintroduce myself if I can on your platform. I am Dr. Carrie Carter-Walker. I am healed. I am whole. I am a believer. I am a wife. I am a new mother of a two-month-old. And I also do real estate. I invest. I coach and I speak. And I love to share my story of how I overcame so many obstacles from suicide to molestation to lost identity. And if I can do it, I know you can do it too. Wow. Wow. I know we came in, but that's what I wanted to share. I mean, it wouldn't be called the brave table if we just didn't go there. And I just want to honor you in this beautiful, vulnerable way, I felt like I was like in the closet with you. And I think, you know, it's when we have these moments that really, whether it's suicidal ideation or the unpacking of these traumatic experiences and the trauma, for you, was there ever that moment where either you forgave yourself and in that person? Yeah. Mm. That's real. It was years later when I actually forgave myself. And it was forgiving myself for not realizing that I have a purpose Mm -hmm. and that I have a calling and I almost took my life. And somebody needed me to get up. Because if I gave up, they wouldn't be able to get out of their situation. They wouldn't be able to hear my story and connect and relate. And as a speaker, when I'm traveling around and I'm I'm sharing my story, someone's able to connect. But it took me forgiving myself for wanting to take my life, forgiving myself for thinking that what happened to me at a young age was my fault because it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. No six-year-old should have to go through that. No six-year-old should have to be ashamed of who she is and ashamed of her body. And to not be able to look in the mirror and love herself. Mm. Nobody should have to deal with that. And there's so many young women that have. I just spoke on Monday at this high school in Pflugerville, Texas. And I shared that story. Mm. And they were like, yeah, share. Because some of these girls have gone through it. And I had a young lady come up to me. She said, she just said, miss, I went through the same situation. And thank you for sharing that story. Because now I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And this little girl, I think she is 13. Mm-hmm. 13. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I would have taken my life that night, there's no way I could have stood in front of her and told her, you can heal. Yeah. You can transform. And you can be whoever you want to be. You can be free to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was selfish by pulling that gun up, by trying to slit my wrist, like all the multiple times. I just shared one, but it was multiple times. Wow. Before that day. Before that day. And, but I sit here with you knowing, you know, we all go through different things. Mm -hmm. We all have to transition in life. But forgiveness, forgiveness, that's the biggest thing. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. So We can forgive other people. Mm-hmm. quicker than we can forgive ourselves. Why do you think that is? I think it's just the way the world is set up. You know, like society has a way of just beating us down <laughs> and making us want to compare ourselves with other people and not showing us that we all were given a purpose before we came out of our mother. Mm-hmm. 
we had a purpose. And distractions and people that aren't bold enough to stand up and speak truth and speak life, we start thinking this is how we should live. And unforgiveness is just so rampant in the world. I think of a lot of people would be in different situations if they learned to forgive themselves or they stopped holding grudges and forgave other people. They would be so free. So free. So free. That one little thing could just, it'd be a whole breakthrough for them. Because in what I've, you know, researched and even in my own life around forgiveness, Mm -hmm. because my story wasn't around sexual trauma, but it was around, you know, physical abuse, Mm -hmm. emotional abuse, mental abuse. And if I didn't allow myself to forgive my ex-husband. Now I'm like, I'm so grateful that I went through that journey. I would not change a thing. People Mm -hmm. would be like, would you go through all of that if you had a second? Absolutely. Because that's really what made me who I am today. And so, and I think that maybe it was Oprah or Ianla Van Zandt Mm -hmm. who said this. Love them both. You know, love love them both. (laughs) Shout out to those queens. Where it's, you know, forgiveness is not just about, you know, that person. The forgiveness is allowing you to move forward. Yeah. And whatever that next stage is for you and how freeing is that, that you are able to do that? Because I feel like some people even watching this and listening to you speak like, oh, that's her. That's not me. I could never do that. Mm. What do you say to those who are in the own victimhood of their suck Mm. that they cannot get out? Man. Ooh. That like stirred something up in me. And I'm big on people just not making excuses because life is hard. It is. For some people, it's a lot harder, right? Going through molestation, right? Being in an abusive relationship where my nose was broken, right? And having to have surgery and go through all of that and not knowing who I was and not even wanting to really have kids, right? And then God released me from guilt and all these different things. But I would say to you that if you're sitting here and you're listening to this conversation and you're listening to this story, it is going to be challenging. I need you to understand that. But the freedom that comes on the other side of it is something that is unexplainable. It's unexplainable, but it is like a weight has been lifted off of your life. And some of you are stuck in that victim syndrome. You're stuck there because maybe your parents, because maybe society has told you certain things, but you're listening to this for a reason. And it probably sparked something within you that you know, that you know you need to change. So I want you to press into that. I was listening to this podcast with Tim Ross and Michael Jr. He's a comedian, right? Mm -hmm. And him and his wife have a podcast and they do this thing called Pressing In. I believe. Mm. And it's whatever you heard me say, I want you to channel whatever it is in you and figure out where that is. Does it does mm. it resonate in your stomach, in your head, in your heart, in your back? Where is it? Mm. Where is that pain? And, and just ask and pray and meditate, whatever you want to do, and figure out where that resonated at and press into that situation so that you can be relieved of that. Because I'm telling you, a young lady like me, Okay, I'm still young. If I can do it, so can you. You just have to go in and press into that situation so that you can be free from it. I can see that you are a phenomenal storyteller. 
thank you. Uh, thank and you. I also think that even what was coming to mind as you're even sharing that, because we all need these reminders and it's so great to have, you know, the thing that we're doing now yeah. to have these podcasts, to have the YouTube videos. Because even when I was growing up, that was not a thing. No. You know, the TV <laughs> was just like, all right, you have cable TV and that that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> now we can choose our own station. Mm-hmm. And we choose the things that fuel us, mm-hmm. that fire us up. Yeah. And so now you're on the other side of this healing journey. I mean, we never stop healing, right? No. And what does Dr. Carey look like today? Because mm-hmm. you call yourself the accidental investor. Is that, yes. is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay. I really fell into it by accident. <laughs> I us, really did. Take us through that. Sure. So <laughs> I literally mm. just fell right into it. Man. So I was in education. I was a teacher and an assistant principal, but when I became an assistant principal, I had more money. So I was like, okay, I want to do something with it. One of my teachers was a realtor. And so I used to watch HGTV all the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, they have those shows and they make it look so easy. (laughs) So I was like, I want to flip a house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to flip a house. I'm thinking, oh, it's easy. You know, whatever. So she took me up on it. We were having a conversation. She was like, okay, you really want to do it? Let's do it. Showed me comp, gave me a plan. And I went back home. I said, hey, babe, we're going to flip a house. He's like, we don't know anything about flipping a house. I said, well, I watched HGTV and I got, you know, our realtor. Like, we're going to be okay. Girl. (laughs) He probably looked at you and was like, you watched HGTV? Yeah. And that was it? That's your experience? That's what you want to do? I said, well, we got to try it. Let's just try it. Oh, my goodness. That first house was a house from hell, okay? The contractor was the contractor from hell. Like, everything that went wrong, went wrong. Like, anything that could have went wrong, went wrong. And so, we had that house for six months. And you were only supposed to have a house, like, six to eight weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, a a basic cosmetic, like, six to eight weeks, maybe a little foundation work or or whatnot, but a house can get done in six to eight weeks. All right, I'll say that. 12 to 14 for a lot more work. So, six months in, and mind you, throughout the entire process, we're not really understanding, you know, where we should be at. So, my realtor and her broker decided to come over to the house and kind of light a fire under that contractor. Well, he ended up quitting. (laughs) (laughs) He quit. But I was a, a, an assistant principal. So one of my students, his dad, was a contractor. He got the house, went over to the house, checked it out, got it done in four weeks. Put it on the market, sold it in five days. What? Wow. Yeah, made five figures off of it. Oh my goodness. So, yes, I fell into it by accident because I was just watching TV. And um, I just want to <laughs> stop you there. Because if anybody is thinking that dreams cannot come true by watching a TV episode, thank you, HGTV, on what yeah. what abundance you've given the world. Yeah, yeah. And then from then on, I just kept flipping. But I got into real estate because that same realtor ended up giving us some bad advice. And I was like, you know what? I'm giving you all this money. I'm just going to get this and put it back in our pockets because I can find my own properties. So in between getting my, at like a couple more semesters of my PhD, I took a break. Five weeks, I decided to get my realtor's license. So I got that and then went back and finished my PhD and became a realtor. And yeah, I flip. I'm a real estate agent and a transformational speaker. Wow. Hmm? Emotions high this time of year. I know that some of you have been feeling the weight of your emotions. And if you've been told you're too much 
or you're too emotional, or maybe feeling that you're an empath and you don't have a place for your emotions to live, I invite you to this Embrace Your Emotions 90-minute workshop that I'm hosting. If you've been feeling angry, rageful, or burnt out, resentful, or maybe just been feeling that you haven't been heard, seen, or understood, this is a place for you. We're going to go over the different kinds of emotions that we go through when we are navigating through tough times, when there is so much bigness in the world, how to process and release them. And in these 90 minutes, I'm going to go over a playbook that will not only help you build unshakable resilience, but also give you the tools to reset and help you regulate your nervous system. Finally, bounce back from anything that comes your way. I know you're going to get so much value out of this 90-minute conversation. So sign up claim your seat and grab the replay at neethabushan.com forward slash emotions workshop. That is neethabushan, N-E-E-T-A-B-H-U-S-H-A-N.com forward slash emotions workshop. And I'll see you there. So what advice do you have for young people today or that younger version of yourself that maybe likes a lot of things and doesn't want to be put in a box? Don't let them. (laughs) Don't let them. I would definitely say, even when I talked to the young women on Monday, I told them like they have, some only have one gift. Some may have multiple gifts, but I have them write them down. Like, what are you good at? Something you do without even thinking, without effort, right? You might need a little mentoring, a little coaching, but you're going to be, this is what you want to do and this is what you love to do. So I would say, look inside, figure out what you really are passionate about, what you really love to do with little effort, and it makes you happy and go for that. If it's multiple things, do all of them. Make one thing great, move on to the next and keep setting goals for yourself. So don't limit yourself because people will always, always try to put you in a box, but don't let them. Mm, yeah, because then you went on to get your PhD as well. Yeah. And what was the motivation behind wanting to go to school, even though you're rolling bang, you're this investor now, and you still chose to go back to school to finish up that degree? Yeah. Well, honestly, at the time, I thought I was just going to stay in education and this was just going to be like, you know, a side hustle. So I really thought it was going to help me elevate in the educational world and... It didn't. (laughs) Even when I got my PhD, I went and I told them it was no raise. Oh, wow. They were like, oh, it's no raise. I was like, well, that's the first mistake. Okay. And then it didn't help me become a principal. I was still an assistant principal. So I just realized, I was like, you know what? I think I've been lied to. I think I've been lied to. And the way I've been going about life has been a little wrong. So in 2021, I typed up my letter of resignation on February 7th and I said, goodbye. And that's when I became a serial entrepreneur. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, look at you now. And how do you speak about money and abundance today? Mm, Honestly, I speak more on abundance and being who you are Mm -hmm. and being successful in your own way. And I don't like to talk about money being connected to that because I think a lot of people get caught up. Like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. And it's like, well, who are you first? Who are you? Really? There's so much out there about that. Yeah. Like, and then <sighs> when you get the money, you're just going to enhance the person that you already are. So if you're a jerk, you're going to be a jerk, right? If you're a loving person, then you're probably going to be really good with having money. You're going to probably share and do all these other things. But I just speak more on figuring out who you are first, following your purpose. And then because of that, 
everything else will come. So if you're supposed to be a millionaire, you're going to be a millionaire. If you're supposed to be a billionaire, you will. If you're supposed to be a thousandaire, then that's it. But that's going to be good enough for you because you know who you are now and you're not seeking and chasing what everybody else is chasing. Mm-hmm. And what's lighting you up these days? What's lighting me up these days? Mm-hmm. Mm. Have you ever been in a closet with a gun to your head? Mm. And you get out of that closet and you start seeing light at the end of the tunnel? That's what lights me up. Mm-hmm. I realized who I was and what I was called to do. And each and every day that I wake up, I'm sitting, like right now I am literally sitting in my promise and my purpose and there's so much more that I have to do. And that's what gets me up each and every day. I get to spend time with my daughter every single day. I don't have to fight traffic. I don't have to, you know, send her to daycare. I get to spend time with her every single day and I have a support system that supports that and they support me. So that's what gets me up each and every day. I have a loving husband, (gasps) that man. Robert Walker Jr., I love you, okay? He is my protector. He is my lover. He is my everything. He is an amazing father. And I just thank him for loving me through my weakness, my brokenness, when I did things that I shouldn't have ever done, right? He loved me and he saw me for who I am. And he didn't listen to all the other people that were saying, I don't think you should be with her. So what lights me, my family, my purpose, and who I'm called to be. So beautiful. Thank you. So beautiful. (laughs) And I want to kind of jump in. You've already segued into motherhood. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You were blessed with a daughter. Yeah. I was. So how was that for your little girl inside yourself Mm. to be blessed with a daughter? There's a lot of times I have to... You know, you said it earlier, we're constantly healing, right? Mm. And I have to sometimes speak to that little six-year-old girl. Yeah. And that six-year-old little girl sometimes shows up, right? Mm. But because I have an amazing therapist, because I have healed so much, having a daughter, like, I could have got blessed with a son, right? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But I got blessed with a daughter. And so now I get to pour into her Mm. and I get to give her what I didn't get when I was younger. And there's no shade to my parents. I love my parents, like none of that. But the things that they didn't give me, I get to give her. And it's not overcompensating. It's just, I need to show you who you are. Your dad gets to show you how you're supposed to be loved. And I get to show you how to be a woman. Mm. And that, oh, That just brings me so much joy. So I am so grateful of my daughter. She is two months old. And um, yeah, it's the best thing in the world. It's like I became a different person. I mean, you know. (laughs) It's it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It's almost like you get reborn. There's a rebirth for sure. There's also a dying of your old self in many ways. And, you know, and you are just so vibrant. I'm like, when I was two months in, I don't think I left the house. Maybe I was still having it in a diaper. I don't, I I mean, you're just, you were speaking on Monday. I'm like, wow, wow, queen. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm I'm so grateful. Literally at two weeks, I went in and my doctor was like, oh, you're, you're healed. You're good to go. Like, just take it easy. Like, do what you need to do. And I didn't start working out again until six weeks. But yeah, 
I feel good. I feel great. A lot of people are like, are you sure you're good? I'm good. I wouldn't push myself if I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I've learned that lesson. Right. I don't want to be burnt out. That's not my calling, okay? I don't want that. <laughs> well, it, it, what it shows to me is like, it's such a true testament of you fully being in your body and the amount of work and the amount of hurt and pain and just... <laughs> you know, trauma yeah. that you had to go through to release all of it, to clear it, to now fully be in your body two months after you just gave birth, yeah. to be speaking your truth. So vibrant because I know you're still getting up in the middle of the night to feed the little queen. Uh-huh. So it, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And I just want to just honor you through this journey that we were able to sit here today on the brave table and just fully lay it all out. And now, as we transition into our final round, <laughs> where can people get a hold of you? How can people work with you mm -hmm. if they are curious? How can they book you for bringing you on to their platforms yeah, to talk? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, Dr. Underscore Carrie, D-R underscore K-E-R-R-I-E. I'm also on YouTube, Dr. Underscore Carrie. You can also go to my website, www.iSquaredCoaching.org. You can book me to speak. I have a young women's program that where I go into middle schools and high schools and I teach young women how to live full lives and become the authentic version of who they were created to be through SEL instruction. So that's me. That's Dr. Carey. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what does it mean to be brave in this stage of life? Mm. Ooh. To walk and speak with boldness. Mm. Yeah. To walk and speak with boldness. I don't I don't have anything else to add to that. Just the boldness that I have now to speak life, to speak truth, to own who I am mm. is everything. Oh. And there's so much freedom in that. And what practices are bringing you joy and elevating your life right now in this season? Mm. That's a good question. My morning routine is everything to me. So one, I get up, I thank God, I read my Bible, I pray, I work out, and I also listen to something positive, a podcast, a YouTube video. It's really important to me. And then I get my day started. So that's kind of how I start my day. And then as I go through, I feel more fueled, mm -hmm. right? Before I look at my phone, before I go on any social media, I do all of those things. And then I get to the world after I give to oh, myself. That's so sometimes so hard to do when... Yeah. That do not disturb though? Yeah. On it's, iPhones? It's, it's powerful. You're right. It's so powerful. <laughs> and it's a reminder. Yeah. One word that describes the season of life. Freedom. Freedom. Huge. What an honor, Dr. Carey, for taking us through your incredible, amazing journey into have such the inspiration that, and this zest, there is this joie de vivre in your voice, in your vibrancy, in your energy. Yeah. If you guys are not watching us on YouTube, I mean, you can just, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, she is just emanating with joy. And maybe it's that the eyeshadow because I love that color. I mean, my makeup artist did do her thing today. She really did. But behind the makeup, yeah. But I receive that. And it's your soul. It's your soul and it's palpable. It's intoxicating. So I just know the little girls are going to really love who you are. And I know so many women are going to probably share this with a friend and a bestie who needs it. So thank you for going first. Thank you. Until next time on The Brave Table. All right, fam. Go ahead and follow 
Dr. Carrie on IG. You can go ahead and it's Dr. Underscore Carrie. And she is Dr. Underscore Carrie everywhere. And that's K E R R I E. You can go ahead and check out her isquaredcoaching.org. That is isquaredcoaching.org to learn more from her, book her for any speaking engagements, or even work with her in some of her coaching programs. Now, if you loved this episode, go ahead. And listen to episode 153, Navigating Trauma, Healing Through Generations, and Daring to be Brave with my dear soul sister, Tiffany Persons. Episode 137, Harnessing the Power Within to Live a Life of Vulnerability and Grace with my dear friend, Dr. Cheryl Wood. And episode 121, How to Make Peace with Abandonment Issues, Rejection, Guilt, and Shame with the Allison Bird. And if you haven't already taken a moment to tell us what you thought of this episode, go for it at The Brave Table. And you can also tag us in stories. And you can tag me personally at Nita Bushin. And if you haven't already submitted your review, your reviews help us get into the hands of even bigger guests, widening our community. And if there is one thing that I can ask you this season, that is to support us with a review. Your reviews help us so, so much. You do not even know. It helps us even have the audience and the growth of the podcast to so many more people. So go ahead and screenshot your review on iTunes at support at globalgrit.co. And when you screenshot your review, we will send you a free gift. All right, loves. Happy week. Happy month. Happy day. Happy evening. Don't forget to reach out to a family member that you love and tell them that you care so much about them. And don't forget to be just a little bit more brave. I will see you next time. 